Hola Madridistas. Um, I'm waiting for Doris to sit down before. Yeah. Make sure everybody is comfortable. But yeah, let's uh, go at it again. Hola Madridistas. Welcome back um, to another episode of Let's Be Real Podcast. Saturday, tomorrow, we have uh, a test in the form of Sevilla. A family of four who has given us a lot of uh, testing times uh, in the past. And also, San Paoli is, is no stranger to us again. Um, I still remember um, the away fixture in our double winning season in one of the greatest seasons in our history. We went away to Sevilla. Uh, I think Cristiano scored a pen and then Ramos scored an unfortunate own goal around the 85th minute. And then Stevan Jovetic, who was a new signing for them, I think he came in in January or, or in the summer transfer, I'm not sure. But he was very, very rusty. He was injured or he didn't get much playing time prior to it. But he came in and scored the winner in the 91st minute. So Sevilla, no matter what condition they are in, um, I, I I must uh, uh, stress that we shouldn't be underestimating them. And uh, the matches between these two teams are always, always on the edge. Welcome back again. And welcome back, guys. We are live. So, welcome back again. Um, Jacob wanted me to host, so <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll do the honors. But before we go into it, um, we need to talk about how Sevilla are in this predicament. Somewhere languishing, they were languishing 18th. They were rock bottom, if I if I remember, like a few weeks ago, but. Now they are up to twelfth uh, in La Liga, with ten points, I presume. And if if they nick a point from us, they could go. Um, they could get themselves into the top half of the table. So there's everything on the line for both teams. Uh, for us, it's stamping our authority. Um, I I saw the match uh, that Barca played against Villarreal yesterday, and uh, it was a shocker. It was a shocker. It, I I couldn't believe my eyes that uh, Unai Emery, even though he set up Villarreal to be, uh, you know, quick on the break, counter Barca, they had no chance. A 15-minute spell in the first half, it was game over. I mean, this 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 match again presents us with another opportunity to extend the lead uh, at the top of the table. So, yeah, moving on to Sevilla. Um, Lopetegui, I need to ask the panel, what were your impressions about Lopetegui when he was here um, on his first stint? And how do you guys think it went all so horribly wrong um, this season especially? And also, a footnote, does Isco have a role in it? You know, Jacob. Well, uh, those are two different questions. Uh, um, so, Starting out, uh, it wasn't exactly an ideal team that uh, Lopetegui inherited for his particular possession scheme. Uh, they just don't have the midfielders for it. They do have a lot of uh, good attacking fullbacks, uh, but it just uh, didn't look like happening. And Isco is not the guy to you know rely on to be a main uh, CM uh, to bomb forward and then make play those clear passes anymore. So yeah. It, in this particular stint, Isco didn't have a uh, good uh, run of form. But uh, in previous stints, uh, if you remember with us in 18-19, uh, I was uh, Lopetegui got fired and people are saying, hey, uh, Isco is... Even that time, like uh, Lopetegui was the only one who uh, like, believed in Isco because we saw that he was uh, running out of legs in the previous uh, season. Uh, but Lopetegui kept his faith and it looks like uh, Isco is his bad luck charm. He got uh, Lopetegui fired from Spain, he got Lopetegui fired from Real Madrid and from Sevilla. 
but there is substance to the to the myth that Isco is, is kind of the dagger uh, from behind for Lapidic. I mean, come on, man. Like, yes, uh, if you're a certain type of manager and you have a certain philosophy, you would kind of rest your faith in in a player like Isco. And mind mind you, on his day, uh, he he is as good as it gets um, on the ball, off the ball. Even though he doesn't uh, track back or participate in defending as much, um, he is someone who um, interprets uh, space well. And we we had a fair uh, share of our glimpse, especially in our do or decima winning season. But Lopetegui. Um, always came across to me as someone who is not commanding enough. I, I don't know how much of that can be true just, just from um, uh, just just from a gut feeling I get whenever I see uh, Lopetegui, especially the way he left the uh, Spanish national team um, and whatnot. But Doris, um, did you enjoy Lopetegui's time with us? From what I remember, like uh, that was a time of my life uh, that he he, he he was the manager uh, in the time of my life when uh, I didn't feel uh, the best about sports. Uh, it was it was a private thing, but uh, that really was the time that uh, marked my uh, Real Madrid fandom, I guess. But what I wanted to say uh, actually is uh, that anything that Sevilla does right now, I think can only be uh, a good thing. I mean, uh, this season they uh, they they signed Isco, uh, which uh, shows like uh, signs of like uh, improvement uh, in certain uh, uh, spaces on uh, on their team. And uh, Lopetegui uh, can help Isco uh, find his pace and find him, find himself. Because from what I've seen, Isco hasn't had like the I greatest. Lopetegui was sacked a couple of weeks ago. I know. I, no, no. Um, sorry, I'm <laughs> I'm talking about Jorge and then Julian. Oh. Yeah, I'm reading. I'm okay. Yeah. Uh, well. Also, the funniest thing is uh, uh, the like his whole image is uh, is kind of funny to me. But yeah, mm. well, what I was saying is uh, that uh, uh, for this game, the only thing I'm looking at is Isco, because from my point of view, this isn't a game that uh, we are going to lose, and I don't want to be too optimistic about it and then um, have it bite me in the ass, you know. Um, but if we compare this season, Sevilla, but and not- last season, there's a there's a big, big difference. Last season, they gave us two incredible games, probably two of the best games uh, in the entire uh, season in La Liga, at least for for me, the Vinicius goal in the first half of the season and uh, the uh, winner from Benzema in, uh, to seal the league, you know. Yeah, I, I still remember, you know, uh, tres puntos uh, más importantes de la temporada. This was the line that I fucking rehearsed, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. after the Sevilla game for the post-match. But... The question actually was, did you enjoy Lopetegui? But I think Doris took an entire different uh, route to it. But simple answer, did you enjoy Lopetegui's style of football with us, Doris? Uh, Again, there was a a time in my life that I wasn't a fan. You 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 wasn't into it as much. Fair enough, fair enough. Yes, and he was like... The entire feeling of the team was uh, also the reason. That was just like for one year. I, I, I don't know. It, it's it not like for, for seasoned fans. It is. It is. Uh, it it is something. Yeah. yeah, like you, you. It it is hard to sit through. 
I mean, if it is United, you would sit through it. But you know, this this is this is this is a little bit of a club. You, I mean, most fans couldn't stand any of that. But um, it was a transition season, and um, I was a huge fan of uh, the way Lopetegui played, even though it was fucking boring at times. I, I thought that. Sunaid, no. How did you enjoy Lopetegui? I mean, there was a lot of I mean, sideways passing and not enough penetration. So. What they ended up doing was just cross and inshallah in the end and just sideways passing. I know, I know. Maybe, maybe I'm kind of my mind is kind of muddled with Solari, which happened oh. right after. You know, um, I do remember the nil nils. You know, we used to get under Lopetegui used to be a constant theme. But uh, at least in in the in the very inception, I was very uh, optimistic about Lopetegui. But he's he's history uh, anyway. And he was rightfully sacked, and pe- people are saying that it was a very toxic environment for uh, for everybody at Sevilla. That um, to a point they didn't see a return, um, you know. And, and Sevilla is 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 no small club, you know. Um, they could be called European royalty in in the same vein, you know. Uh, Barcelona, Real Madrid uh, are representing Spain. Um, they have like five Europa leagues. Not a not a small feat, you know. Um, random people uh, from Britain they can they can scoff at it, but it's it's not easy uh, to be that consistent and competitive at the same time. But Sampaoli presents a new dawn for Sevilla. Um, he he is a guy who has a track record of uh, being um, an authoritarian and uh, super intensive. Um, I still remember his uh, Copa America winning Chile team. Um, they embodied his spirit on the pitch, uh, uh, fighting tooth and nail for every 50-50. You know. He basically plays on from the sideline. Uh, I can, you know, uh, sort of But uh, walk me through it, Jacob. How has this mini resurgence for Sevilla been? We know they are unbeaten. But Stylistically, like, do you think um, it is it, it is going to still take time for Sampoli to completely uh, imprint his signature on the team? Well, uh, before I get into that, uh, there's Arctic B uh, in the comment section. He says uh, Julian likes to hold the ball, but to not not do anything with it. Gee, that sounds a lot like Xavi. <laughs> Arctic is a very uh, very interesting guy. We used to have a few. Uh, conversations via the comments um, and yeah man thank you for supporting us which is a very valid point you know Chavi's football when you watch it uh, from time to time you think there is no point to it absolutely no point yeah he does have a couple of other comments uh, absolutely trashing Barcelona and comparing them with United <laughs> <laughs> it's a fair comparison yeah. I've, I've mentioned earlier that you know there is uh, before there was rumors about Chavi coming to Barcelona I had mentioned in the podcast that uh, there is striking similarities between Oleg and Solskjaer uh, joining United and Xavi uh, doing the same thing. It, it it hasn't gone that bad yet, but I see very very similar, you know, um, traits, especially involving Busquets and guys like PK. But that's for another day. Yeah, it, Jacob. it always seems to uh, go wrong for other teams when they try to pull us it out. Lampard, Gerard, yeah. 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 People, those... people used to always say, this is easy, this is easy, this is easy, this is this is a cakewalk. If Zidane had Ronaldo and Bale and Benzema on the same team, he should yeah. be winning three Champions Leagues, but apparently, you know, it's not that easy. Yeah. But yeah, man, uh, So yeah, uh, to your question of uh, how good is their resurgent and is it going to continue? So, mm. I would say this, uh, they're on an upward trajectory. Uh, they do seem like a team who are motivated and more hungry to win the ball, uh, more physical and bombing up the wings. Uh, but they haven't started playing really beautiful football yet. Well, they are uh, creating chances, but uh, a lot of it is coming through set pieces, which is one of our weaknesses. So. Rafa Mir is a menace in the air. And I'm very well aware of it. I still remember last season, um, I'm not sure if he scored or he created, I mean, he was on the end of some dangerous chances. But I remember talking um, previously on the podcast about Rafa Mir and him repeating it again 
and uh, I was I used to hope you know at least Arab and Milan Tower would watch a couple of our episodes to be you know a bit more aware about this guy's presses and and don't get me wrong Rafa Mir is a talented footballer but uh, the thing he excels at is in aerial duels and headers um, he missed he, um, yeah you can go he missed uh, that I I think you're thinking a of the same thing as I am, and he missed that chance. It was a clear goal, and he went over the, over mm, the goal. Doris was here then, I think. Yeah, yeah, she was there. Good, good memory, good memory. But yeah, man, Rafa Mir uh, is, is a guy we need to be uh, weary about. Um, but are there any new strikers for them? New options? A striker for Sevilla? Well, uh, interestingly, uh, in Lopetegui's era, it was Lamela who was playing a false nine. And, oh really? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. And uh, he has kind of lost his place, but he does start the odd game here and now under uh, Sabkawli. But it's mostly between uh, El El Nasiri and uh, Rafa. Yeah, Nasiri. Yeah, yeah. I remember the guy. Nasiri is a is a guy who has a very solid track record. You know, um, he's very dependable. I'll I I I'll, I'll say I'll go on to say uh, more dependable than I think Rafa Mir. Absolutely. But, uh, El Nasser, if uh, you look at his last season, he became an injured towards the end of the season. Uh, but mm. during the first half of the season, he was amongst the one of the top five top scorers in La Liga. So, mm. uh, which club did he used to play before in La Liga? Not sure. I, I, I can't recall. But he... was it Eibar? Uh, was it Eibar? I'm not sure. Not Eibar. Not Eibar. I'm pretty sure not Aiba. Not Levante, not Aiba. But yeah, he has a very consistent track record. Um, in, in Leganes. It was Leganes. Leganes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think he was along with uh, Braithwaite there, Martin Braithwaite. But um, NSRE is a guy who can nick a goal. Um, Lamela, uh, you rightly pointed out, he has kind of fallen off. Um, he, he was never a guy to be starting every game uh, week in, week out. But I guess he is the cheap, uh, he is the Chinese version of uh, of the Maria, you could, you could call it. But Lamela, um, yeah, curious case. But Sevilla, like, walk me through this, Jacob, right? Uh, Sevilla has obviously fallen off the face of earth. Um, they, they are not supposed to be, you know, uh, 10th or 11th or even bottom, like how it uh, looked uh, a few weeks ago. But their transfer policy is something that is admired by the entire of Europe, right? Uh, with Monchi at the helm, he left, I think, in between uh, f- for a few years to Roma, I, I guess, and then he came back. Yep. And uh, it came back in Lopetegui's second season, if I'm not uh, wrong, I believe. Um, you know, So he has been here in his second stint for two years now, right? At least two years now. And... Uh, and they and like I remember back in the day while growing up, I used to applaud Sevilla's marketing. Uh, I mean, market strategy, and how uh, they used to kind of uh, uh, go for you know cheap targets, and 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 plug holes, uh, you know, by doing clever business. Um, do you think that's still the case, even even in twenty twenty two? Yeah, look, that does. Uh, we seem to be doing fine with our stream. Uh, it's on your end. Uh, anyways, uh, to their uh, transfer policy since uh, 2021, I feel like it's dropped off a bit because uh, the general market also has been really crazy, right? So before, uh, Sevilla used to be able to make these uh, 15 million euro uh, signings, uh, which performed really good, and then they could resell them for like 45, 50 million euros. That was in a good market uh, before all of this. Uh, before COVID, I would say. And since then, like the market has been crazy. So even if you want to get a really average player, uh, it would cost you around 30, 40 million minimum. So I feel like that's why uh, their terms of health policy has been falling off a bit. And uh, the players that they have brought in, uh, they're ma- mainly focused on the defense and bringing in more fullbacks. Uh, that has been working out kind of. Uh, but there's... I'm... I'm, I'm... So intrigued by the the the, the case of uh, Acuna, 
because mm-hmm. he was tearing up La Liga uh, for a bit, right? And I was thinking, my God, this guy is going to be, you know, snatched up by some top dog, you know, from the Premier League, perhaps, yeah. uh, you know, someone like um, City could use Acuna because he's so versatile. Um, uh, he he is much more of an old school wing back, uh, you know, like stocky build, um, good on set pieces. Um, so like he has kind of been displaced, I believe, right? At this moment, or is he still starting? He is starting, but as a centre back, as a LCD. Oh, okay, okay. Yes. He's not a left back anymore. Uh, kind of, kind of. Uh, so they do have games where they play a four-three-three or a four-three-two-one. Uh, at that time, he does play as a left back, but otherwise, uh, he seems to have shifted more into a centre back role. Uh, because, as you said, he is a really stocky out and out defender, and mm. he can do the job. Mm. Right, right. So they, you said they do play uh, three at the back at times, or is it mostly uh, against us? It's def- definitely going to be th- uh, five-three-two or five-three uh, five-four-one, uh, depending on how the wing wing backs position themselves. But it's always three at the back. Fuck! Another five at the back. Welcome to La Liga. Okay. <laughs> two. I mean, this is dire straits, dire straits. You know, there used I mean, to be a time. If even if you remember last season, it was. Uh, they played a five at the back against us. So, nothing new. Mm. Well, like traditionally, Trevia uh, used to be a very attacking team. Very attacking, very expansive. Uh, I don't know, I don't know. Like, Jacob, this is this is, this is is my another question. Um, not to Jacob, but to Doris. Like, when you see all this, Doris, like, do you think the gap in quality between um, the top dogs in La Liga and and kind of the mid-table teams has widened over the years, where at one point it seemed like the gap is closing and there is much more parity between uh, between the sides. Do you think it has increased or is it gotten better? Um, well, I think we looked at talent uh, a bit differently. Be- before it was so... like. Uh, a sensation. Every single player that does something now is a sensation, and that's uh, why I think most players fail because of the expectations uh, put on them. For example, um, we all know that in La Liga we have like three big teams that are like Madrid, Atletico, and uh, Barcelona. But as much as we try and hope every uh, season that uh, maybe Laral or uh, Sevilla or Betis or someone will finally take that step to uh, to join us, uh, we usually get, you know, disappointed. Mostly because uh, the players that those teams sign are usually, um, you know, almost retired players from better teams. And, uh, of course, that that's going to show in their, in their game. Their... As someone said uh, in the chat, they're like Spurs, you know, almost there. And every season, like, it, it's not just uh, Sevilla, is it? Like, mm. it, it's also for uh, maybe Valencia and Villa Real, even though Valencia isn't do- doing so great. Mm. But uh, everyone had hopes for uh, Villa Real at least this year after uh, the season they've had. But every year we have hopes for someone to finally take that step and uh, make the league even like more competitive, we always, uh, you know, get on the same uh, path in the end. Yeah. Um, do, do you think uh, Betis has basically overtaken Sevilla? Um, you know, teams like Tostiadad and Betis has kind of overtaken Sevilla. Um, as the uh, next club after, you know, Atletic Barca and... Well, uh, definitely in Sevilla, mm -hmm. currently. I mean, uh, the best thing about it is that last year then they won a trophy and that's huge for them. That was huge for them and and it meant a lot to them. So, the only thing is is that I hope that uh, that trophy would, you know, 
put some fire under their shoes to uh, mm. to do even more just for entertainment purposes you know not not even for the i was kind of refreshing uh, uh my memory you know actually uh, i i just noticed that akuna uh tell them plays left back and i can completely been oblivious to the fact that alex telles has actually joined now it all makes sense the one of the most overhyped you know wing backs in history i used to see alex telles uh, at the next big thing in in, in 2013 or 2014 you know when i was like maybe 17 or 18 not 18 but 20 around 20 and i used to be so hyped for this guy um, especially on fifa career mode and stuff like that and uh, his career trajectory from porto to united to sevilla i i don't know i mean anybody who goes to united they 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 go through this they go through this um alex telles i don't know about his performances so far in la liga but i am pretty sure he has contributed uh, whenever i've seen him play he's a brazilian as well so it is not like i have this um desire to see him fail but whenever whenever i've actually seen him he is the most than average left back i've seen in my life and uh, he's just overrated for set pieces and stuff i don't know how he's doing at the moment any insights jacob alex telles well let's just say uh, sevilla's attack is pretty lopsided uh, with jesus uh, navas against uh, again being the more uh, prominent left back him being uh, he goes through a lot and then even uh, he was out of favor jesus navas at one point right Yeah, but he seems to be playing under Sampaoli. Uh, that's what I see. Mm-hmm. And uh, more than one PM, really? Yep. Mm-hmm. Fair point. Fair point. So lopsided. You you mean by uh, it is much more right oriented for Sevilla? Absolutely. Like uh, it takes a switch of play for uh, Telles to go forward or Acuna even. Like he likes to go forward as well sometimes. From the highlights that I've seen, not seen a lot. Mm-hmm. so we basically can't be repping our big guns right like we got to be starting man b to kind of you know uh, shut up shop but um, who 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 plays uh, at right wing for sevilla there is no right wing it is just a right back uh, right wing back which is jesus navas uh, and uh, i mean i mean right mid um oh. in a 5 3 2 right yep yep my bad i didn't mean right wing but who plays at I also noticed while going it's through the night. It's racket. He plays right side of midfield. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 I've been noticing the guy Goodelsh. He used to be a centre back. He's playing midfield now. Good. Uh, he's actually doing pretty well. Uh, so he scored an <laughs> absolute screamer against uh, Mallorca. It was uh, and won the match against them. Mm. When um, uh, was that? Was that a tactical tweak by Sampaoli, or has it been the case with Lopetegui? I don't think it has. No, uh, with Lopetegui, he was uh, playing a centre back only, and uh, with Sampaoli, uh, what they like to do is uh, they like to crowd the box and then put those crosses in. So they are basically crossing inshallah, and uh, Gurlet is like a really good target man. Mm, yeah, I've seen him. I've seen him. He he, he looks an imposing. So fucking But, Viking, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's a Viking. He's a Viking. Uh, is he from Denmark? Right, he's from Denmark, right? I think. Nemanja, uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, somewhere in Doris knows better about the Balkan thing. Is it a Balkan thing, or am I? Am I? I'm sorry, it, you're cutting out. I didn't hear you. What did you say? No, no, no. I was thinking. Uh, Serbia. Nemanja is a Serbia. Nemanja is a is a Balkan name, right? Doris? Oh, Nemanja, Nemanja. Manja. Nemanja. Okay. Yeah. Uh the the question is Jacob like where do you think uh we got to be the most weary about um about Serbia? Where do you think they have uh the most uh venom in them to hurt us? I know obviously from aerial balls, but apart from it So, judging from the last three games, uh, they did score two set pieces from two set pieces, uh, mm. and that is going to be a pain point uh, as well as general hold up play from Rafa Mir. Uh, but uh, from our past performances, uh, he hasn't really performed well against us at least. So I'm not too worried worried about that. Uh, 
even we have been able to keep Jesus Navas quiet because Mendy is like a really imposing figure. Uh, so yeah, if Mendy performs to his highest level, I feel like we're not gonna have that many problems, and it's up to Rakitic to you know create a piece of magic for the whole team. So like, you do think that uh, we gotta like completely negate Rakitic's influence in the game, and uh, do you see Carlo starting Chuameni to completely you know um, take care of him? Yeah, man, uh, so many Cruz, Modric, uh, I feel are going to be the ones because uh, he's their uh, A-team, I would say A-midfield. Uh, but that would mean, like, is Fede left out or is Rodrigo left out because both of them have been in really good form. Mm. I feel like uh, it should be Rodrigo. Doris, what do you think? Who should be left out? Who should be left out? Yeah. I think... Uh... Uh, last game, the lineup was pretty much uh, perfect. I said uh, last time um, I would just switch uh, either Cruz or Modric, not put them, like both of them on the pitch. I think I feel like it's un unnecessary to have both of them unless we really need them. You can put them on. Basically, you know? Doris is saying this is too much quality. Being yeah, wasted. It's too, too much quality. Like we need to give them a. A chance, like you cannot put both of them on the pitch. That's too much. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if we're gonna compare it to uh, uh, the midfield of Rakitic and Isco, uh, both of those players right now wouldn't even be on the be on the bench for uh, Madrid. Uh, and at least for me, and uh, don't kill me, even though some of you might actually. Agree agree with me, Rakitic is one of the most uh, average players I've ever seen uh, play in a good team. I said I it right think, here. I don't think so, but yeah. Yeah, he's he he's the <laughs> best average player in the world. He's a Croatian, though. I know he is. <laughs> that, that doesn't change. Doris is impossible. Rakitic no, has uh, hurt I've, us so I've many never, times, I've like especially in El Clasico. Sorry? No, Rakitic has hurt us a lot uh, in El Clasico at least. He scored goals, uh, assisted. Yeah. No, of course I'm not. Uh, if he was bad, he wouldn't have a, a career that he has, you know. And I'm he not saying well. it's just when you think of like great players, especially Barca and Madrid players, he, he's not uh, up there, you know. And uh, if if you're gonna like compare him to other uh, like world-class players, there's nothing special about his game. And most of the time, uh, especially if you've seen him play for Sevilla, he, he, ex he expects his players to play like Barcelona, and he plays like he's there, but there's no, no one there to pick up the balls that he wants to give, you know? You, you know what, Rakitic was always a number 10. He was more of a number 10 than Modric was. I know even Modric used to play the 10 um, early in his career. But Rakitic is even more of a 10 than Modric. He is, likes so. uh, long balls and uh, he likes to shoot from outside of the box. Usually on yeah. the right side with his right foot. And I hope that doesn't bite me in the ass tomorrow. Mm. He, he's not Everything someone who's, said, uh, who's keen on defending as well. That also is something that is kind of... Um, uh, captain back, but yeah, man, Modric. I mean, Rakitic being an average player, I, I don't, I don't agree with it. I don't think. I mean, Sevilla player. do seem the to have those kinds of player in the world. Oh no, uh, I was just saying like. Uh, don't get me wrong. Yeah, Sevilla do seem to have a lot of those players. Like uh, they don't care too much about defending. Like uh, Papu Gomez, Isco. Uh, oh God, Papu Gomez is another case. Another case. I respect him. I respect his hustle. He 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 he's a rabid dog when he gets going, you know. Like he is someone who doesn't give um, anybody uh, a minute of rest. Um, uh, he's a, he's a bottle of energy, um, but I don't think his career has panned out the way he expected in Sevilla, especially the way he left Atlanta, where he was the central figure. You know, he was captain, right? If I believe he was captain at Atlanta, and um, yeah, at Sevilla it hasn't gone to plan. At all. Um, did, did he win the Europa League with Serbia? No, right? He came after they won the Europa League. Yep, he came after. Well, so um, the, the, 
the the area you said they could hurt us is set uh, pieces, I believe, right? Like they have a chance of uh, set pieces, right? crosses, and it's either Papu Gomez or Rakitic who has to put the final ball through for either one of the wingers to run. Or... Mm. Good leg, maybe. Where, where, where do you think we can hurt them, especially since they play a five at the back? Um, even though they play a five at the back, uh, they're not really that good defensively, I feel, because their centre-backs are not really up to the mark. Uh, so I would say we have a really good chance of, you know, just playing our normal game, let Karim and Vinny do their magic. We should be able to win. Mm. Talking about Karim, I, I read a worrying thing uh, in the morning. I'm, I'm sure everyone here would, would have read it, that uh, he fe- felt some discomfort, he had to leave the training. And then two hours later, it comes out that he's completely fine. Um, he's back in training. Uh, he's included in the squad and stuff. Uh, do you do you think it is a scare to actually be worried about, or do you think it is? Uh, Apparently, it was fake news uh, uh, that report, and uh, the po- the reports came too early after it happened. Because you know, reporters they want to report as fast as they can, you know. But he was. Uh, he- he was completely fine. That's a uh, good news. And uh, Courtois is uh, back. He was back. He was finally back. He is gonna start for sure. You think? Yeah. Uh, Carlo basically said, "I mean, I don't know if I was a professional um, in the shoes of Lou and how he would take this, but Carlo basically said, "Yeah, now Tebo is back. Lou is back to the bench. That's what that, that's what he basically said um, in yesterday's presser." We could have worded it a bit better, but I guess it is basically stating the obvious. Italians are blonde. He did win the Yashin Award on Monday, so you know I would, uh, I would uh, forgive Courtois. And come on, like he has to play. I just hoped, you know, we get a farewell from uh, Lunin. He ain't gonna be playing for a while. He he'll be playing the Copa del Rey. Hopefully, for sure. it's a good thing if if he doesn't play for a while. Means uh, Courtois mm. is doing well, but like Lunen, um, as long as he was here, like he was, he was fine. He was fine. If he was, if he was that shabby, we would have lost a few games, you know. But yeah. uh, he was even more, more than more than decent, uh, Lunen, to be fair. But uh, yeah, before we kind of wrap this up, um, Sevilla seems to have uh, like things going their way again, kind of, right, Jacob? Um, they are unbeaten in their last five games. Uh, they drew against Dortmund. Um, they drew against, I think, uh, Valencia. Valencia, Mallorca. Mallorca, they won, right? Mallorca, they, they won. won, won. won um, so they might be looking to make a statement, and there is no bigger statement than you know nicking a point at the Bernabeu. So we got to be uh, on it tomorrow if you know we uh, got to come back uh, with a win. But um, where, where do you think, like, how do you think Carlo is gonna go, uh, go uh, with his lineup? Like, especially, uh, we know Tebow is an obvious, obvious uh, starter, but about the defense, I, I still don't know how he's gonna line up. I would personally like Rudiger to start, um, um, and and probably give um, Alaba a much needed rest, like, be an always discussed he is the guy who doesn't get dropped at all right like he, he either starts left back or center back um jacob do you think it'll be the right call to basically give him a day off absolutely um we also have to look forward to the next game right uh, it's against leipzig on wednesday and that's going to be a, oh tuesday yeah that's going to be a hard fought game again like with those youngsters we'll have to keep up so if we have to give rest to a person who has played a lot then this would be the game to do it. Uh, Alaba should probably go to the bench, like you said. Rudiger should definitely start. We need to keep uh, track of Rafa Mir. Uh, Chao Mini should come back in for sure. Uh, and maybe. If... No, no, about about the, about the defense. Uh, mm-hmm. So Militao and Rudiger, not Nacho. Yeah. Nacho. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Nobody gives Nacho enough respect. Come on, man. Thank you. Please. Thank you. We'll be we'll be chanting his name in three months, you know, when someone's ruled out and uh, and a crunch knockout fixture come somewhere away in Paris. Yeah. Nacho started, uh, putting in a nine out of ten. Yeah. 
Okay, UCL nights are going to be not your time, but uh, these kinds of games where everyone is available, if I don't see it happening. Yeah. But let's see. Poor guy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he's actually poor economically, but I get your sympathy. But Doris, uh, in midfield, uh, Jacob said, um, would you start Cruz and Montrich again? Would you just uh, no? I I I already said like I would choose like either one of them. I think it's good for for this game. Both of them can give uh, uh, their own flair to it, and mm. uh, the players know how to play alongside them. You know, and uh, and that's really important when you have both of them. I feel like the uh, the team works too hard uh, to you know. Um, capitalize on those chances because most of the time they get su subbed off at least one of them you know and uh, I don't like the pressure that gives the the team uh, mm. and especially because we need young people in the in the midfield mm. and uh, for a team that that, that plays so low we need the uh, youngsters for this but also a counterpoint it's it's uh, the exact reason why we should play both Cruz uh, and Modric because they play so low. So mm -hmm. uh, either way you look at it, uh, you know it works and it doesn't work. It, the thing is, I uh, I uh, believe in the attack enough that uh, midfield will look. Uh, come on, come on, sir. you can't underestimate the importance of our midfield, basically. You know, no, no. I'm not saying no, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that there are two ways that we can go about this, you know. Right, right. So, wait, wait, wait. This is the question. So, either Cruz or Modric, Chouameni is a fix. So, who's who should be the other guy? Should, Val be, should it be Valverde with uh, Rodrigo on the wing? Just like Rodrigo. last game, I, I would just uh, change uh, Cruz or Modric for uh, Chouameni again. Mm. So Rodrigo on the wing, Vinicius and Benzema basically pick themselves. Yeah. Uh, but but Jacob, this is my question. Um, before we came on, you basically told me, you know, uh, like they have a knack of getting red cards. You know, they they are uh, their discipline is, is is not the best. So do you think our attack can basically can Vinny, you know, finally finally get someone sent off? Well, um, so he is coming up against a seasoned uh, centre back or. Uh... Left back, right, uh, depending on where Acuna starts. Uh, so he is going to have a tough time. Uh, if you remember correctly, like even last season, Sevilla managed to really lock up Vinny in the first uh, game. He didn't actually get any chances to double pass them. But Vinny just said, fuck it, uh, I'm just going to go shoot and then see what happens. Mm. <laughs> so uh, it's going to be a hard game for Vinny and I feel like uh, they're going to lock him down pretty good. So we have to find other ways of hurting him. Just, just, just a uh, a quick uh, question I need to ask. You know, like so, especially in the last game um, against Elche, like people were complaining that obviously th these complaints are much more louder than uh, like a particular guy doesn't have a good game. And I noticed that uh, people are very uh, upset by Vinny's antics at times. But some some people, on the other hand, they say that. Man, this guy is getting picked from minute one to ninety. Obviously, uh, you know, like the two times where the contact isn't that harsh, we might feel like he's exaggerating. But do you think either parties have a point, Jacob? Um, and like, is it is it basically him going down the Neymar route, or is it basically him venting his frustration for refereeing officials? Basically, you know, like. Uh, uh, looking the other way when he's being mauled to the crown. Well, I would side again with uh, Vinny for various reasons because I need to see him healthy. Like if he flops around on the crown every now and then, like, if it's a couple of times a game, that's still fine. Like it's gonna play into their opposition's mind and it's gonna protect Vinny more. So I'm all for it. Mm. Fair point. Fair point. Doris, any anything to add on it? I I agree with uh, Jacob. It it plays with you when uh, when uh, the opponent is diving because mm. you are more careful with the things that you do. But at the same at the same time, it's really difficult to watch Vinny uh, act so bad. It's it's uh, really difficult to see him like 
jump like a fish every time and go ah do you think do you so, think Roderick is better at, at, at that aspect 1000% 1000% Rodrigo gets us a foul every time and the people... penalty and, the, and the everything anything you need he just goes ah and we get it so mm. uh, if anything Vinny should learn from some Rodrigo. people say it's basically Vinny's ego being being you know the 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 the, the, the focal point this season um and they say it is because he he has this ego now um like due to what he achieved last season like do you think there is substance to that kind of allegation i mean uh he uh, he acted like this last season too it's it's not a, a new thing for him it's just that he's it's much more well. frequent people are trying sure. to foul him more mm-hmm. and it, mm-hmm. and it's true people are trying to foul him more but i'm just trying to play a, a devil's advocate if this was uh, i don't know Dembele, we wouldn't be saying how we support it, you know. We would we would say that he's a uh, that he should probably get up and uh, you know stop acting, you know. So mm. no, no, because uh, we need to be truthful, you know. If this was anyone else, we wouldn't be uh, saying that we agree with it. So mm. uh, the only good thing about this is that he will get injured less because he he is diving but everything else about it it's a bad image for him it's a bad image for the club like everyone knows of Neymar and the first thing you think about Neymar is him diving right so i don't want that to happen to Vinny thank you thank uh, you he, he's uh, too good of a guy to uh, for that to happen to him you know but i feel like it's inevitable if he uh, keeps going like this because at the smallest touch, sometimes he, you know, f- flops on the floor. And I, I get embarrassed for him. Like, uh, the problem is not him diving. It's the problem is him being so bad at it. If only he, I don't know, practiced it. Because it's a real thing that, that well, basically, players practice. Basically, Doris is asking Minnie to dive like Stala, right? I believe. Yes, that yes. Before. Just do something like go. roll or something. <laughs> I'm kidding. Go, no. I think it's the way he screams when he uh, when he gets fouled. But you know, right. it's uh, it's easy to uh, talk about it from the uh, you know from watching it on TV. He he really does get fouled a lot. But uh, if he doesn't stop stop it, I don't think it can be a good thing for him mm-hmm. in the in the long run. It's a very bad point because uh, this, this is a bad image. I, I get it. I totally get it. But it's, it is it is a superficial thing, right? Like, who the fuck basically, uh, you know, gives any substance to images? Like, in the long run, I mean. But in the, in the immediate future, what happens is that refs, you know, they, they talk. Everybody who works in football, they talk amongst each other. And everybody um, says stuff to each other. So it like it is it is it is it's not gonna be long before referees basically have this kind of eye on Vinny that he has a reputation for diving, and it is only gonna hurt his own career. That, uh, uh, but it it also hurts the team sometimes, and we have to be realistic about it because sometimes he stops the attack that could that could have gone through just because mm-hmm. someone touched him, and uh, and that's a that's a big thing about this game is uh, not when he loses the ball dribbling or something like like that that's but this is the thing. This is the thing. But when yeah. someone cristiano used to be even more of a diva right like he used to be yeah. like 10 times more more a diva uh, than than vinicius but he used to basically silence people by scoring you know hat tricks every fucking game and vinicius is not doing the doing doing doing, doing the same and which is why he's getting this amount of heat I'm pretty sure if he's banging in hat tricks, like we wouldn't be talking about this as much. I don't think so. No. It is it is all a matter of uh, perception and 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 kind of how you look at it. Um, he's young. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that he is young, and uh, I hope he learns from the right people uh, and not people like Neymar. You know. I wonder if the players uh, talk to him about it you know and um, i don't think they do. Ad- i don't think advice they do. on it 
I don't think they do. I don't think even Carlo does it uh, because he, he specifically said, uh, I don't tell Vinny what to do. He's uh, What he does is fine. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think. I mean. Maybe they they should, you know. It's a team game. Probably. You know? Probably. It, it affects the team a lot. Yeah. Like, I hope it happens behind the scenes and it doesn't happen uh, when, when cameras are there. Like, like of the, course. We're on my mother's life and, and, and shit, but yeah, um, I think that is a wrap. Boys, Jacob, any comments? Oh, yeah, Ashik has continued uh, to comment. He has said, uh, is Suso gonna start, uh, play on uh, right wing or Rakitic? Because uh, Suso is also a right potential right winger turn inward and forward. He used to play for Milan. I used to watch Suso. I used to like the guy. I don't know how he kind of you know regressed over the years. He has a very good left foot, if I remember, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. He can score from that. And so, pretty good dribbling as well. Uh, I feel like uh, mm. one of the games that they actually had Suso playing in a good form, like he became injured against us and he couldn't play well. Uh, he was very injury prone. I do remember that. And yeah, he also mentions like uh, no real man player has a big ego. All are humble. Just my unbiased opinion. Mm. It is, it is, it is true. Our team, when you look at it on, on paper, it has no ego. But I think Vinicius kind of has that uh, spice in him. Maybe he thinks that he got to be uh, a little more in your face uh, and be like Cristiano and kind of intimidate opponents. But yeah, diving is, is, a, is a whole nother conversation. But um, yeah, people, predictions time. Uh, Jacob? 3-1, real matter. Easy peasy, Doris. Three uh, two. I oh, think they're gonna bad. score at, at least two goals because I don't see our team not making a, a mistake again. Every time we play them yeah. in the recent times, uh, they always score somehow, like from somewhere. The ball just like you know, you you just find it in the in the back of the net. <laughs> <laughs> but I hope they, they don't have a good game for Sevilla, you know. But all in all, I'm I'm excited because it's a big game in the first half of the season. So, you know. Fair point. For the audio listeners, Doris was basically um, looking towards uh, thin air and basically, you know, trying to picture balls coming in from nowhere. I, I think that don't, is... Don't say like that. Don't say like that. Okay. Anyway, okay. Uh, <laughs> but my prediction, my prediction would be uh, an easy two nil. Um, I think we can shut them out. I think we can completely negate their um, their goal scoring threat. Um, this is my wishful thinking. Like what Jacob and Doris said, you know, they they can score goals, and our defense is is not the best at keeping clean sheets. But Thibaut deserves a clean sheet, especially after the Yashin Trophy. He's coming back into the lineup. You know. You better give him a clean sheet, or you know, like Lunen keeps quiet. This guy will be, you know, shouting at you even post full time. But yeah, until next time, people. Hopefully, uh, same time tomorrow, uh, we'll be here for the post match, and we'll uh, we'll be doing it uh, with, with with a smile on our faces. Hopefully, you know, Sevilla. Uh, you can you can uh, begin your uptick in form elsewhere, but not at the Bernabeu. Hello, Madrid. Hello, Madrid. Hello, Madrid. But, you know, it's nice.